It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On Cougars. This is your daily podcast. Focus on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. A lot to get to like normal. BYU opens spring practices with the football program today in Provo. We'll preview that a little bit, some of the storylines we're looking at going into that. Also talk about BYU basketball as they lock up the number two seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament with a win over Pepperdine. And we'll also catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news and beyond like we normally do right here on Locked On Cougars. We are proud to be part of America's number one daily podcast network, the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, it is your team every day. And with that rundown out of the way, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for March 2nd, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking the time to download this daily podcast, all focused on the BYU Cougars. BYU is going to open up spring ball today in Provo, and we will be with you guys all month long, breaking it down for you each and every day. So make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. That way you never miss an episode of this podcast, and you're always up to date on everything going on in BYU sports news. Uh, With spring camp opening today, I wanted to take it a little bit here on today's podcast and talk about some of the storylines going into spring ball. And I think the biggest storyline is going to be the quarterbacks, no matter which way you cut it, which way you decide to look at it. The three-headed monster at quarterback that BYU has with Zach Wilson, Jaron Hall, and Baylor Romney competing for playing time is that BYU has three proven options at quarterback, and that's a beneficial thing for the Cougars. The matter here in spring ball is if any one of them, particularly maybe Zach Wilson, comes out, if they do come out of spring ball with the quote-unquote starter designation going into the offseason and getting ready for the 2020 season later this summer. I'm not convinced that you will see that, but it could come out that a depth chart at the end of spring has a Zach Wilson atop the depth chart, but it likely would have oars with both Baylor Romney and Jaron Hall next to his name because that's kind of how Kalani Sitake's program has worked in the past. But it will be interesting to see all three of these quarterbacks participating and doing what they can to prove that they are the guy for BYU. The interesting part about Jaron Hall's status in particular is that Aaron Roderick, he spoke to Jay Drew of the Deseret News late last week, said that uh, this spring at least, it sounds like Jaron Hall... Uh, baseball takes priority this year versus football taking priority, if that makes sense. Jaron Hall had a grand slam last week and a big win for BYU baseball over New Mexico. Uh, but he is prioritizing, apparently, or he's been asked to prioritize baseball over football during spring practices. 
Read into that what you will. I think that you're going to see Jaron Hall out on the practice field for BYU football for very nearly all, if not all, of the practices BYU football will participate in over the next month. They're allowed to have 15 practices. Over the next three weeks, BYU will practice Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And then the final week, BYU will go Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then have their spring game. Sorry, excuse me. Monday, uh, Wednesday, and then the spring game on Saturday, March 28th. So a big opportunity for a guy like Jaron Hall to show what he can do, but also continue to play baseball for the BYU baseball program. Uh, I don't, like I said, you can read into that what you will, that he's being allowed to prioritize baseball over football, but I would expect you're going to see Jaron Hall out there by and large just taking advantage of every opportunity he's got. He's had those concussion concerns, and you probably won't see him um, getting a lot of live action if any quarterback is live this spring. That would be a surprise. Uh, Guys who will be missing spring ball should be an interesting conversation as well. A number of players underwent shoulder surgeries like you see in the offseason. Chaz Ayu among them. Uh, We will hopefully comment from Kalani Satake on Ayu's status during media availability this afternoon, but regardless of that, his legal situation, he wouldn't have been participating in spring ball to begin with after undergoing off-season shoulder surgery. Keanu Saliapaga, a junior offensive lineman, also underwent shoulder surgery and uh, redshirt freshman wide receiver Keanu Hill, uh, who's expected to really make a step up this year in BYU's wide receiving core. He also under, underwent so, shoulder surgery. So there are a number of guys, and we'll break these more down in detail as we learn more about them during spring ball, who will not be participating or will be limited in spring ball just in an effort to get them healthy and be ready for the upcoming season. So don't be surprised if some of the bigger names you're thinking of don't participate in spring ball or maybe are limited and don't participate as much as you would have liked because spring ball is an opportunity for younger players to try out new positions. And that brings me to my next part of what I wanted to talk about here is how many guys are going to see time at new positions. Uh, Plenty of rumblings around the program and talking with some people inside the program. You're going to see some guys making position changes. Uh, ones such as I've heard other people talking about them, like Zane Anderson, the uh, redshirt senior. He's played linebacker. He's played safety in his career. Well, it sounds like they may give him a look at, at cornerback this spring to see how he how he fares there. He's very fast. Speaking of Zane Anderson, uh, elite athlete. Can he? play? Does he have the natural athleticism to play cornerback? We're about to find out. We could also see some other guys moving positions on the defensive side of the ball, like a Peyton Wilgar. You could see him move to defensive end and see how he fares as a pass rusher there. A guy on the defensive line to pay attention to who should, in theory, help BYU's pass rush improve is Tyler Batty. Uh, the former Pace and High product has been home for months, training and getting ready to join the football program, which he joined in January. And he should have a leg up on any other return missionary having returned home I think right around the start of last season for BYU football so like I said he's had plenty of time to get into shape get himself ready and the hope is that he will be ready to go and can be the kind of that missing piece at pass at a, as a pass rusher for BYU's defensive line. Other guys along the defensive line who should be able to show what they can do this spring, Uriah Leatawa, Alden Tofa, Devin Kafusi, they all should have their opportunities to show what they can do, but they have to make sure that they stay healthy at the same time because you don't want to injure yourself during spring ball and have your season uh, cut out right at the end of uh, March when you're looking more towards August, September, 
and making sure that you're ready to go at that point. So it, it's an interesting balance that BYU is trying to strike here versus with young men giving them opportunities to show what they can do at new positions, but also make sure that guys who are new to the program get their opportunity to show what they can do and make an impression on the coaches as well. Regardless of whatever happens in spring ball, I can tell you guys this much. It's going to be very important for BYU and their coaching staff to get on the same page and make sure that they have a concrete plan in place. You can't have what happened in multiple games last year, like the USF, like the Toledos, like the Hawaii game and the Hawaii Bowl. You can't have breakdowns with the communication along the coaching staff. So that's also going to be a big uh, factor here. Probably won't be spoken about much, but I feel like the BYU coaching staff at some points last year was very much fractured and it looked like there could be more than one breakup coming up in the offseason. And it didn't ultimately come to fruition, so there's only one coach who left the BYU staff in the offseason. That was A.J. Stewart, who went to the University of Arizona as their running backs coach. And I would expect that Harvey Unga, like I said, if you've listened to this podcast, Harvey Unga is going to be the running backs coach at BYU, barring something crazy happening. I can tell you guys that much. So, BYU's coaching staff, I think this spring is going to be important for them to get back on the same page with each other and get working back in lockstep because, like I said, there were points last year when there were different factions in this coaching staff that were pulling weight in different directions. I think it helped lead to some of the dysfunction on the field for BYU football, but ultimately, it's up to the players to make plays. So, Take, what, take from that what you will, but it, this spring is going to be important for this coaching staff to get back on the same page, kind of get communicating back and forth and get working together. It's not that they haven't necessarily been not communicating. I'm just saying they need to get back on the same page and understand, okay, this is what we're trying to accomplish. We're trying to win games. Let's all get back together and get our collective brain trust working again in the interest of getting a winning season on the rails for BYU football going into what might be the toughest schedule in program history. So there you go. Some of the storylines going into spring ball, kind of scatters shot of what I think. And we'll, of course, have interviews for you, inside opinion, everything that you can look for or expect when it comes to BYU spring ball coverage right here on the podcast. Make sure also check out 1280thezone.com at the website I work for our, the Zone Sports Network. We'll also have all the audio from BYU coaches and players shortly after each practice ends as well. So there you go. Uh, scheduled this week, by the way, real quick, BYU will have media availability today, and then they will have media availability again on Friday. So that's the there's going to be about two days a week, and of course, we'll have interviews for you interspersed throughout that with players and coaches getting their insights on what's happening in spring ball and also also bringing you some of the highlights because we are allowed to see about 30 minutes of each practice that the media is available to go to. So should be a fun time. And of course, we'll have our insiders weighing in as well, our uh, practice insiders with their thoughts on what they're seeing when the media isn't on hand. All right, there you go. So some thoughts on BYU spring ball as we get ready for it. Excited to be out there on the field again, watching these players participate. Spring football is always fun to me. I enjoy it. I can't get enough of football and hopefully you guys will enjoy it as well and coming up next we're going to talk about another program that's going to garner interest throughout the rest of this month it looks like and that is the BYU basketball program we'll talk about what they accomplished over the weekend here in just a moment before we do that though do need to talk to you today about our good friends at Spavia over here in Sandy Utah guys 10261 South State Street in Sandy if you know where the Sonic is at right there or sorry excuse me not Sonic the Burger King in the Sonic right there on stage 
Street. You're you're right there. It's right in the same area. Speaking of Spavia, what is Spavia? Well, Spavia aims to bring the five-star spa resort feel to anybody and everybody at a reasonable price. We ran a promo in the lead-up to Valentine's Day, which is the best deal they were offering anybody, and they're actually bringing it back. You buy two gift cards from Spavia, you get a third of equal value on Spavia. So you buy two $50 gift cards, you get an additional $50 gift card as a bonus from the folks over there at Spavia. Donette and her staff are the best of the best. I've had a massage there, and I can say without unequivocally, it was the best massage I've ever had in my life. You guys can give Spavia a call. Let them know what you're looking for. They will make sure they have a a package tailor-made for you for your significant other. If you just need some pampering yourself, they'll make sure you are taken care of. They got gift card deals. They got spa package discounts, couples massages. If you want to take you and your significant other and enjoy a spa day, Spavia has it all for you guys. Score points and give the gift of ultimate relaxation and pampering. Give the gift of Spavia. Give them a call 801-424-7566. Mention you're a Locked On Cougars listener and they'll help you put together the perfect package for you or your significant other. And also make sure to tell them you want to take advantage of that gift card deal when you're talking to them. Feel free to stop in as well. 10261 South State Street in Sandy. And once again, the phone number for Spavia, 801-424-7566. Check it out, guys. Spavia, proud partner of Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, guys, BYU basketball wrapped up the regular season on the road in Malibu, California at the Fieldstone Firehouse. Sorry, Fieldstone Firehouse. Wow. Firestone Fieldhouse. I got a little dyslexic there. Uh, BYU basketball, number 17 ranked Cougars, uh, uh, beating Pepperdine 81 to 64. Yoli Childs was just absolutely phenomenal. A career-high 38 points, added 14 rebounds as well. Uh, Just a fantastic, fantastic performance. TJ Hawes dished out an impressive 13 assists to go with 8 points. And then Zach Selyus had 12.6 rebounds and 3 assists as his late season surge really is just continuing to roll on. And BYU basketball, as a result of that win, has clinched the number 2 seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament, meaning they are off. They will not play a game until today, so a week from today in the semifinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament. If you go with the chalk, BYU in theory should be facing off against St. Mary's for the third time this season in that game. Uh, Of course, the new format for the West Coast Conference Tournament is just a kind of a progressive thing, so on Thursday, uh, the seven seed Santa Clara will face off against Portland, and the eight seed LMU will face off against San Diego. The winners of those games will then face uh, the five seed San Francisco and Pepperdine on on Friday. Saturday, St. Mary's in Pacific with the three and four seeds enter the fray. They take a day off for Sunday, and then BYU and Gonzaga, the number one and number two seeds, face off against the winners of those uh, games with St. Mary's and Pacific. And then, of course, the winners will play on Tuesday night for the West Coast Conference Tournament title. Uh, I would expect that BYU has good odds here to make it to the West Coast Conference Tournament title game. 
I think that BYU is a lock for NCAA March Madness, regardless of the result of what they do in West Coast Conference tournament action. Most of the prognosticators and Joe Lunardi, who I trust the most, he seems to really be kind of the, the guy on the spot who just absolutely nails it, has BYU as a lock. So BYU is going to be in March Madness. Now, if you could win the West Coast Conference tournament title and just make a dream season all that much dreamier with the win in Las Vegas over Gonzaga, who will just have 80% of the fans there, it feels like that would be a monster monster showing for BYU basketball and be fun to see I think that BYU is rolling right now there's no reason why they shouldn't have an opportunity to put the finishing touches on what has been a fantastic season to this point uh, but they're undefeated they're eight nine sorry, nine games straight they've won nine games straight going into this West Coast Conference tournament They'll have a week this week to get ready for a game. The biggest concern you have is in terms of a layoff of over a week because BYU last played on Saturday. They will not play until a week from tonight. So you have about 10 days off, all told, for BYU basketball. How do you avoid getting complacent and getting just uh, upset when you show up on the court against the St. Mary's team who will have played at least one game to that point with a day off between? I don't know what the correct answer is for BYU, but I can guarantee you this. Everything that Mark Pope has shown so far as the head coach of the BYU basketball program is he will not allow BYU to rest on their laurels. He wants this team to accomplish everything they've set out to do. They are going to have a pretty high seed in the NCAA tournament. It looks like a sixth seed currently. If they were to win the West Coast Conference tournament with a win over two NCAA tournament caliber teams, two teams who are going to be in the tournament most likely, speaking of St. Mary's and Gonzaga, we could see BYU challenging for as high as a four seed, according to some prognosticators. So there's still a lot to play for if you're the BYU basketball program, but like I said, with this much time off between games, you just got to make sure you avoid the complacency issues that might creep into guys' minds, and you have to be ready to go as soon as you hit that court, because like I said, St. Mary's, they've got aspirations of moving up in their seeding in terms of they're looking at an eight or a nine seed they'd love to be a seven seed but they have to win a couple of three games to win the west coast conference tournament title they of course upset gonzaga last year to win the title down there in las vegas but I can tell you this much, everything I've learned from BYU basketball to this point is Mark Pope and his staff, they're not just going to sit back and say, you know what, guys, we made the West Coast Conference Tournament and we're sitting pretty good in NCAA Tournament. Yeah, we can blow off this game. That's not how they work. They're the consummate competitors and they're going to make sure this team is ready to go. The seven seniors on BYU's roster currently, you can guarantee they want to win a conference tournament title before their time in a BYU uniform is over because Gonzaga has owned pretty much all of them outside of last year's uh, win by St. Mary's to win the West Coast Conference tournament title. So it would just mean a lot, I think, for this program to go down and win a conference tournament championship. And the best part is, BYU only has to win two games to do this. In the past, you had to win three games to do it. Now, with the new format of the West Coast Conference Tournament, BYU's got to win a semifinal matchup, which looks like it will be St. Mary's. Uh, could a team like a Pepperdine make a run? Sure. And you, BYU and Pepperdine have had some good games this year, but BYU pulled away, of, of course, this past Saturday in a win over the Waves. And make it all that easier getting ready, getting to the NC and to excuse me, it would make it all that much easier getting to the West Coast Conference Tournament Championship game. But 
if you're if you're the BYU Cougars, you just got to make sure you practice hard this week and make sure you hit the ground running once you get to Las Vegas. And of course, we'll have uh, conversations, interviews with coaches and players when media availability takes place. Kind of midweek this week is what it's looking like. Wednesday or Thursday, we'll speak with the players before they head to Las Vegas, get their thoughts on the West Coast Conference tournament and where they they look to go, what they're looking forward to as they get ready for postseason play. So there you go, BYU basketball, man. They're rolling right now. They're going to move up in the national rankings. We'll talk more about that on tomorrow's podcast because a number of teams lost last week and BYU won their game, their lone game last week, so they should move up once again. We could be talking about at least a top 15 team in the BYU basketball program come tomorrow, and of course we'll have more on that on tomorrow's podcast. Alright, we'll catch up on everything that's going on in BYU sports news here in just a moment. Before we do that though, a reminder for you guys, when you guys are out and about driving around in your vehicle or if you just got downtime at home, you can listen to this podcast without so much as lifting a finger and what I mean by that is all you have to do is tell your smart device your smartphone your smart speakers you got an Alexa whatever you got tell it play the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast and that way you'll always be up to date with the latest in BYU sports news I mentioned to you guys make sure you subscribe rate and review the show make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode but guess what your smart device can make it real easy for you once again tell it play the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast and you will be the beat You will be, excuse me, the smartest BYU fan in the room. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, guys, real quick, let's catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Let's start off with BYU baseball. They went to Albuquerque, New Mexico to take on the New Mexico Lobos, and it was a rough weekend outside of one game for BYU, losing three of the four games that they faced off against the Lobos. Uh, first game, losing a heartbreaker 8-7, to then getting shut out 4 nothing on Friday. They bounced back, though, and I mentioned earlier that Jaron Hall had a grand slam. He had a fantastic game as BYU went for 18 runs in an 18-9 victory in the nightcap on their doubleheader Friday before losing 12-1 on Saturday in the series finale. BYU Baseball will have their first home game of the season tomorrow. UVU, the Crosstown Clash matchup with the Wolverines. BYU will host them at 5 o'clock Mountain Time. There'll be 200 free t-shirts handed out to the first 200 fans in attendance. Also, $1 chocolate, $1 $1 hot chocolate for that game. So once again, tomorrow, 5 o'clock Mountain Time, uh, BYU host has their home opener against UVU at uh, Larry H. Miller Field. Should be a fun night because the weather here in March looking like it's going to be on the up and up. Uh, Should be around 50 degrees hopefully tomorrow for BYU and UVU. So not a bad day for some baseball to open things up when Previously, there's been snow, rain, whatever you might get. Uh, BYU women's softball had a good weekend in Southern California winning four of their five matchups. They beat Cal Poly 9-1, beat Illinois 7-6, 
Followed that up with a, with a 7-5 victory over number 25-ranked Texas Tech. Lost to Boise State 5-1 to and then bounced back on Saturday with a 10-3 victory over Cal. Uh, BYU's back in California this coming week of the Bulldog Classic in Fresno, California, hosted by Fresno State. They'll have, uh, I believe, four games in that tournament against Fresno State, UC Davis, North Dakota State, and Eastern Carolina in those matchups this coming week. And we'll have more on that for you as it gets a little bit closer. BYU men's volleyball, number two ranked team in the country, now 16-0. They absolutely crushed number 13 ranked Stanford Saturday night at the Smith Fieldhouse. They won three sets to none and just a clean sweep. Uh, BYU has not lost a set in their last four matches. The last time they lost a set was February 8th against number eight Pepperdine. BYU now has a titanic head-to-head clash with number one ranked Hawaii in Honolulu this week. On Thursday and Friday, BYU you will be at the Stan Sheriff Center there in Hawaii facing off against the Rainbow Warriors. You want to be the number one team in the country? Go beat the number one team in the country. Speaking of the BYU volleyball program, the Rainbow Warriors have been number one all season long in the coaches poll and this is now BYU's chance to go and state claim to being the best team in men's volleyball. Well, should be fun. Thursday and Friday, 7 o'clock Hawaii Standard Time and both of those I believe that's 10 o'clock Mountain Time for both matches. There will be, a, you can watch it on Spectrum Sports. I'm not sure if that's a subscription site or not, but you can watch the matches if you so desire by using the link at BYUCougars.com on Thursday and Friday. Uh, a couple final notes for you is BYU women's basketball finished up their regular season with a 57-42 victory over Loyola Marymount on Senior Day at the Marriott Center on Saturday. BYU now enters the West Coast Conference Tournament as the number three seed and will be back in action on Saturday at 4 o'clock Mountain Time. They're a to be determined. We'll talk about that on Friday's edition as we, once we find out who they're facing off against. And then finally, BYU Women's Gymnastics, another win on the road. They went to Normal Illinois facing off against Illinois State in a dual meet. Finished with a 196.850 score to win that dual meet. They'll be back in action in Logan this coming Friday as they face off against in-state foe Utah State. Just three, uh, no, sorry, two regular season matches remaining for BYU Women's Gymnastics before the MRGC champion championships and the NCAA championships coming up at the end of the month. So uh, BYU Women's Gymnastics rounding into form, and it's good to see them doing so as they come down the stretch run of their season. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Can't thank you guys enough once again for your continued support of the show. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day talking BYU sports. Reminder for you guys that today's show has been brought to you by Spavia. Check them out at 10261 South State Street in Sandy, Utah. Give them a call. Let them know you're a Locked On Cougars listener, and they'll make sure you're taken care of 801-424-7566 that is Spavia proud partner of the podcast thanks again for following the show on social media if you haven't done so already you can follow us at at locked on cougars on facebook instagram and twitter my personal twitter feed is at jacob c hatch and feel free to drop the show a note anytime you so desire by emailing us locked on byu at gmail.com all right that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. This has been the March 2nd edition of Locked on Cougars, and we will talk to you tomorrow.
Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.